welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast with me, your host, Andy Galliano. In this podcast, I share with turkey hunters just like you how to have more turkeys on your hunting property and how to have more successful turkey hunts. I teach you how to do this with tips and interviews with turkey hunting pros, wildlife management tips, and entertaining turkey hunting stories. Tune in weekly as I share proven and simple strategies to help you have more success this turkey season. Make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe to receive free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews. Also, please visit and like my Facebook fan page. Go to Facebook and search I Am Turkey Hunting. And also feel free to post your turkey hunting photos from this past season and let us know where and when you killed your bird. For all of you Twitter users out there, please follow me on Twitter where my handle is at turkeyhitman and I will be sure to follow you back. And now, for this week's show. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode 116, the 2017 National Wild Turkey Federation Convention and Sports Show Preview with Pete Muller. And I am your host and the guy who is riding the temperature change roller coaster. And my sinuses are suffering because of it too. It is currently 75 degrees outside, and three days ago it was 32, and my sinuses don't know what to think. 32 with very, very low humidity, and three days later, 75 with very high humidity. It's killing me. Okay, so I can't go the whole show without mentioning the fact that my football team did not win the national championship this year, and the Clemson Tigers did win the national championship in NCAA football. So congrats to the Clemson Tiger football team, all their alum, and all their football fans. It was one heck of a game. I thoroughly enjoyed it, even though my team did not prevail. That game is exactly what we college football fans wanted in these playoff games. We asked for it. We got it. The two best teams in college football facing off and fighting until the very end. Wonderful game. Wonderful effort by both teams. I'm over it because we're two months away from turkey season and that's all I care about. In fact, today we are 62 days, 9 hours, 2 minutes, and 49 seconds away from opening day of spring turkey season in Alabama. Hey, I want to do something for you today that I haven't done in a while. I want to read a review real quick, and I'm going to get way behind with these reviews if I don't start reading a few more of them between now and turkey season. So, I want to read a review from Nick Anto. Nick Anto. And he says, five stars. Turkey hunters must listen. He starts out with a little story. He says, It all happened one rainy late winter day. I was starting to think ahead at the months to come. Longer days, warmer weather, the woods waking up from a long, cold winter. Above all, that first gobble of the spring that makes the hair on your neck stand up. I know that one well. I could already feel it in my blood. The problem was that it was still months away from turkey season. What was I going to do to pass the time and prepare for spring? 
Being a podcast addict, I randomly searched turkey hunting one night as I was sorting through my hunting stuff. Boy, am I glad that I did. Andy does an amazing job at getting great guests and asking all the right questions. No matter your experience level, you will learn something new on every episode. For the next two months, I think I listened to every episode as I fell asleep thinking about spring. What a great resource this is for a turkey hunting addict like myself. Thanks, Andy. Nick Boland. Hashtag snood life. Nick, thank you very much for taking time to leave a review and leave a rating as well. I much appreciate that, and I enjoyed your story. So if you've listened to the last two episodes, you know that I've asked you guys to complete a short survey about the show to help me improve the show and help me help you become a better turkey hunter. I've gotten some great feedback from you guys, and one piece of feedback that I've gotten several times so far is about the audio quality of some of the shows, and I am working on that for all of us, and I hope that going forward, starting with next week's show, I can have all of these audio issues worked out and provide nothing but good quality audio on every single episode going forward for you guys. One reason that I'm mentioning this to you now is because I want you guys to know that I'm listening to you. If you're taking time to share your thoughts on the show and let me know how I can continue to serve you going forward, then you better believe I'm going to take the time to read your comments and suggestions, and I'm going to utilize that input and feedback as much as I can. So a second reason that I'm mentioning this is because I tried out a new recording software this week, and, well, it didn't work. In fact, it did not record the interview that I did at all, not even one complete second of the interview. In fact, the new software failed twice. Luckily, I was able to get our guest back on the phone to do the interview the second time, and in addition to using the new recording software, I used my old recording software on top of it. You know, the old recording software that I've been having issues with. So this week I was hoping to bring you some nice, clean, click-free audio, but we'll have to wait until next week for that. I got this week's interview cleaned up pretty well, and I'm excited about bringing this week's show to you. So this week I have Pete Muller, who is a public relations specialist with the NWTF. I've got him on the show to talk to us about the upcoming annual NWTF convention and sports show. The folks at the NWTF work very hard to put this show on for its members and volunteers, and they do a really good job of bringing something a little new and a little different to the show each year. This year, they're doing it again, and I'm going to let Pete tell us exactly what is on the agenda for this year's show. So without further ado, here is Pete Muller with the NWTF, and I will see you guys on the other side. Hey, everybody. I am glad to tell you that I have on the line with me today Pete Muller, who is with the NWTF, and he is the public relations specialist. And Pete is going to talk to us today about the upcoming NWTF convention. And so, Pete, this is not your first time on the show. I'm glad to have you back. How are you and where are you? First off, I am doing very well. Uh, you know, we had a little bit of a cold snap this past weekend, but sun is out. And, you know, actually here in South Carolina, people are running around pretty pleased today with Clemson just securing a national title in college football playoff. I don't know if anybody else saw that out there this last night, but uh, it was quite a game. Did they play? Um, but <laughs> I think I may have missed uh, the game. It, How did it turn out? <laughs> it was good, all the way down to the wire. 
the only way that you could ever expect something like that to be. Uh, but we're here in South Carolina, NWTF headquarters, and it is, uh, like I said, a beautiful day outside. Fantastic. Yeah, we, we did have a heck of a cold snap, as, as most of the country did, and... I don't know about you guys, but for us today, it's in the upper 50s. We're projecting or forecasting tomorrow to be in the upper 60s. Then we're talking 75, between 75 and 80 degrees all the way through Saturday. And, uh-huh. man. About the same here in South Carolina. My sinuses don't know what to do. <laughs> so That is true. If I sound a little bit more nasally than normal, that is the cause. So yeah, there I, I can't dodge what you brought up, and I and I know you work with a bunch of Clemson people there. Probably have neighbors who are Clemson fans. You're not from South Carolina. You didn't no. go to school in anywhere in South Carolina. So I know you probably are impartial. But yes, that is what we college football fans wanted for years: was the best two teams to settle it on the field every year. And for the past two years, that's what we've gotten. Absolutely. And Absolutely. And and you are correct. I am impartial. My team didn't even sniff out a winning season this year. So, you know, I, I was said just getting to watch a, a bunch of good playoff college football and also bowl games. But, uh, you know, obviously now that that's wrapped up, I'm, I'm looking forward to NWTF convention. I'm looking forward to turkey season, just like a lot of the listeners out there probably are. Yes, indeed. I am as well. And as I've said on the on a lot of previous episodes before, I am an Alabama fan, and I am proud of my college. I am proud of my football team and all the other sports teams there. But when all of the dust settles, all I have control over is what I do. And I will promise you there is no way I am suiting up and going out there and facing anybody on the football field. I am way too old for that. But I can go out and suit up and face a long beard. And I am looking forward to that big time. And one thing that really gets me in the mood for that is the convention and sports show that's coming up. And that's what we're going to talk about today. But before we do that, so it's been about a year since I've had you on the show. Have you been on any really cool hunting trips or killed any turkeys since we talked to you last? I did get to go a couple places uh, this past spring. I spent a little bit of time, obviously, here in South Carolina, but I did get to go hunt in Colorado, southeast Colorado, kind of near the New Mexico border, mm-hmm. chasing Miriams, and then spent a week up in Nebraska. And actually, that was an, uh, an absolute bang-up camp. Turkeys were just on fire, uh, very vocal that week, and the group that we had, which was about eight folks, and then another group that was sharing camp with us, we all ended up tagging two birds and and I think it was right around thirty six to forty eight hours. So wow. you know, it was it was exciting because the birds were talking, people were punching tags. Part of me wishes that it had not gone by so fast. But, you know, hey, as long as you get a good experience out of it, I think that's really what it's about. And a lot of good people camp is always fun. Yeah, that does make the trips a lot more enjoyable, no doubt about it. Well, it sounds like a great trip all the way around. The good people in camp and turkeys that are cooperating, that's hard to beat. And if you can get one without the other, it's an okay trip. But to get both of those oh, in one trip, it's hard to beat. Yep, that is true. Very cool, man. Well, I'm glad that went well and you got some birds down and had a good time. So... Did you kill an Eastern this year, or were they all Miriams? 
I was, uh, I'd say it was Miriam's in Colorado, probably hybrids in Nebraska because we were okay. more central in Nebraska. Yeah. Um, one of them had more of the, the white tail fan and the other one had that more of the cream colored, almost Rio, but uh, because of the genetics that you get there, I, I don't know whether you can really tell one way or the other, but heck, a turkey's a turkey in my book and they all taste the same when they, uh, when, when you cook them up the table bear. No doubt. No doubt about it. Very cool. Well, you know, when I saw you at convention last year, you had a comment about the rapid-fire Q&A because you're a pretty competitive guy. And I had Cassie on the show, and she did the rapid-fire Q&A, and you did the rapid-fire Q&A. And I don't remember who finished it quicker, but we're going to give you another shot at it today. Perfect. You know, I, 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 uh, I'm an honest man, and I want to say I think she put up a better time but, you know, sometimes it's about quality over quantity. <laughs> <laughs> but, yes, you are correct. I'm competitive. So, yeah, if you're up for doing it again, I'll go I'll go for it. And I really hate to even admit this, but I don't even have her time written down on the sheet. So I, I seriously don't have a clue. It may have to, never happened then. It, it, may, it <laughs> may have never happened. You're exactly right. All right. So we're going to run through this. What I'm going to do, I'm getting the stopwatch ready now. When I start the first question, I will start the stopwatch, and we will run through 30 questions. We're okay. just going to answer them as quickly as we can. Now, right. what is the record nowadays? I want to say it was mid-two mid, mid two minutes last time I did this. Yeah, the record's been broken several times over the past, actually, past few months. You know, I kind of compare this to the the four-minute mile, and no one could break the four-minute mile for years and years and years, and then all of a sudden, people were breaking it like crazy. So what we have as the fastest time is actually Chris Parrish, who is two minutes and 8.96 seconds. So I don't have these in chronological order. I just have them in order of people that appeared on the show, and I told you yesterday it was 2.11, but it's actually 208.96 so I am resetting the clock to zero and we're going to start as soon as I start the first question are you ready absolutely how many full-body turkey mounts do you own none how many turkeys did you kill last year Four. diaphragm box pot and peg or wing bone diaphragm wild turkey grilled baked or fried baked wild turkey on the rocks neat with cola or with water on the rocks number of grand slams zero make of your shotgun I mean, 10870. Make of your favorite shotgun turkey shell. Third degree. Have you ever killed a bearded hen? No. Have you ever killed a jake? Yes. Ten minutes successful hunt on a two-year-old or a four-hour long hunt with a clean miss on a four-year-old? Clean miss on a four-year-old. Favorite camo pattern? Mossy oak. Wild turkey legs for dinner or for the dog? For dinner. More or less than five strikers in your turkey vest? Less. 30 mile per hour winds blowing at home the last day of turkey season. Are you hunting or sleeping in? Hunting. The state you killed your first turkey in? North Carolina. The state you killed your last turkey in? Nebraska. Sit in a blind for four hours and squeeze the trigger or run and gun for one hour and not shoot? Run and gun and not shoot. Rios or Osceolas? Rios. Rios or Easterns? Easterns. Easterns or Merriams? Merriams. Public land out west or private land in the southeast? Out west. Two and three quarter inch, three inch or three and a half inch shells? Three. Four, five, six or blended shot? Blended. Fields turkeys or woods turkeys? Field. You answered this one. Pump or automatic? Pump. Shotgun scope, rifle sight, holographic sight or beads? Beads. Rubber boots, leather boots or snake boots? Hiking boots. You risked a bird this afternoon and it's pouring rain at daylight. Do you hunt in the morning? I'm hunting. Favorite place you've ever hunted? Wyoming Black Hills. Square root of 81? Nine. All right. I threw a bonus question in there. 
threw a bonus question in there because I haven't said this out loud yet, but Pete actually, Pete and I actually did this whole interview yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> and we went through the rapid fire Q&A. He put up a very respectable time of 2.24. And we went through the whole interview. It was a good interview. We had a great time. I went to go check the recording to make sure the audio quality in it was good. No recording. So Pete's gotten to do. My two, <laughs> you've gotten to do I'll the rapid fire. I'll take my two twenty-four. No, I'll take my two twenty-four of yesterday. I, I tell you what, I'm going to do. You've gotten to do the rapid fire Q and A twice in twenty-four <laughs> hours, and I am going to give you your time of two oh five point oh nine, the new record, and we will feel put like an you asterisk. Have to have an asterisk. <laughs> We'll put an asterisk beside it because I feel like maybe you're on a, a cycle of HGH, so we can't deny the fact that you broke the record, but we need Something to let everybody else up. know. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know what? The way I look at it, it's all in fun and games. Um, we all love talking turkey. Uh, I'll, I'll take it. I'll leave it. It's uh, it's just an enjoyable thing to do. I almost feel like some at some point somebody needs to put these questions on you uh, if that hasn't been done recently and ask you all the questions. Or even, you know, maybe next time I'm on, I'm going to come up with 30 questions for you that I can ask you uh, rapid fire style. All right. I will let you do that. So you have some time to come up with, with 30 questions to ask me. I have had the table turned on me. It was actually episode 100 where my intern Cameron, whom you will meet at the convention, wanted to interview me for the show. That was his idea. And I thought, you know, that's a pretty good idea. I do a lot of talking on this show. And some people know a good bit about me because I do talk, but I've never gone through these questions. And I didn't write my time down because it stunk, but it's on <laughs> that episode. And it was way up there at the top. I mean, it was it was pretty bad. So, you know, like I said, though, there's there's definitely something to be said about elaborating on the questions. Um, you know, there there's a lot of details. You asked me about uh, turkey legs and thighs. Uh, you know, that's something that that a lot of hunters may overlook. That's something. Put it in the slow cooker. I mean, pulled pulled turkey meat is is absolutely delicious. Uh, absolutely. Braised turkey leg. Learned that from from somebody that I hunted with a number of years back. Um, yeah. So lots of different options, and you know, those, those are things that get left out if you rush through the questions. Oh, there's so, no question. Like I said, on either way. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I think the first time you went through this you actually took some time in answering the questions. And I do like that because it really does give us a chance to get to know you a little bit better rather than the short answer of for dinner. Mm -hmm. You know, if you say, well, yeah, dinner, definitely. I'm putting those things in the slow cooker. I've got soup stock and soup meat, and I'm having turkey soup. There's nothing better than that. So, mm -hmm. all right. So you and I can talk turkey for hours. We already know that. Absolutely. Let's get down to business and let's talk about, I'm not going to say what you guys prepare for all year long because the NWTF is way, way, way more than just the convention and sports show. But the convention and sports show is a huge part of what you guys do and it is rapidly approaching. So absolutely. Can you give me kind of the 10,000 foot view of what's coming up here with the convention and sports show and when it is and where sure. it is and that kind of stuff? Absolutely. So 10,000 foot view. You are correct. For some people here within our headquarters, this is something that they work on year round. But our NWTF convention and sports show is our annual gathering. And for the past number of years, it's been in Nashville, Tennessee at the Gaylord Opryland. This is an annual gathering to celebrate the successes of our conservation work, uh, the efforts of our volunteers, all towards that unified goal of 
save the habitat, save the hunt. So we're there learning new ways to reach individuals. We are out there. We're Again, we're awarding our volunteers that have gone above and beyond, awarding partners. And then we're also just having a lot of fun. And that's part of the convention. And obviously the sports show is our sports show floor that has some of the top vendors in the turkey world down there showcasing new products call makers. Uh, and I mean, just the list goes on of, of the different things that you can do while you're there. It is a multi-day event this year, kicks off early bird social is on February 15th and everything wraps up on Sunday the 19th. And again, most of this takes place outside of the, the early bird social. It all takes place under the roof of the Gaylord Opryland. And this year we've kind of brought in a new theme called Turkey Town USA. And we're actually kicking that off next week in Las Vegas for SHOT Show, uh, as we'll be gathering in the Mossy Oak booth and sharing it with some of our partners that we have, most dedicated partners that we're doing some licensing deals with and showcasing how the industry is surrounding themselves around us in support of Save the Habitat, Save the Hunt. Very cool. That's awesome. And that's something that the NWTF is going to be expanding on in coming years, is it not? Turkey Town USA? Absolutely. Turkey Town USA, this is kind of a concept, again, that's based on the support that we're getting from all these partners, but it's also something that we we plan to take over Nashville in you know, bigger and bigger each year. Uh, last year was the first year that we had an off-site event. We plan on having it be that come convention time in Nashville, people know that turkey hunters, turkey callers, outdoor enthusiasts, conservationists are all in town for the sole purpose of, again, talking about turkey and talking about how we can better save the habitat, save the hunt. And, and we plan to, to, again, make this bigger, going to new places within Nashville and spreading out from the Opryland. Very cool. That'll be pretty interesting to see where that takes Turkey Town. So I'll be interested in learning a little bit more about that next year as it expands some more. So that's awesome. Mm-hmm. All right. So I think that of the majority of the people who come to the convention and sports show, most of those people are coming to the exhibition part of the show and they're coming to visit the exhibitors booths and talk with some of these big name celebrities, hunting celebrities that are there. So let's talk a little bit about that first. Sure. How many exhibitors are you guys going to have this year? And can you throw some of the bigger names of the exhibitors who will be there out for us? Absolutely. So this year we have more than 600 exhibitors. And and when you think about total booth space, it's actually far greater than that because there's a number of these exhibitors that take up more than one spot on floor. So just the amount of square footage that it takes up in that sports show hall is incredible. When you're looking at big names, obviously some of our biggest name partners, you have your Mossy Oak, Alps Outdoors. Yeti, Nomad, Zinc, AVNX, the those companies are now uh, official call and decoy of the NWTF, and, and and again Mossy Oak, big big supporter, official camo of the NWTF, but other other companies as well. I mean your your Primos, your Night and Hail, Mad Calls, your your big name decoy companies. You know there there are a a lot of big. If you can think of a, a company in the turkey space, they are probably going to be there. But then we also have outfitters, and we have we have you know some of the stuff for the ladies. There's if if they go out. Out there onto the show floor there they might find people that make wildlife jewelry or they might find you know some, some stuff that's a little bit of a crossover yeah. you know outside of the hunting world but there, there's stuff there for everybody and and then again uh actually our, our official show sponsor this year is ram and they'll again have some trucks out on the show floor yeah they have quite a few trucks in there and some really nice ones as well there's no doubt about that 
and I and I cannot forget the what we do for youth at the event. Obviously, on the show floor, there's a lot of exhibitors and places to go. You know, buy some of the new newest turkey gear on the market. But there's also uh, educational space called the Family Adventure Village. You know, uh, we have state agencies that come in, set up displays, but it's all educational purpose, and that's a free exhibit to youth that they can go in there with their parents, check out some of the stuff, learn some learn some neat stuff about wildlife and conservation, and and, and again, it, it it helps round out the entire event where there's something for everybody. Yeah, and are you guys going to have your big turkey shop set up like you had last year as well? Absolutely. Okay. Yep, turkey shop will be there again, pretty much center of the floor, as as always is. And and again, this is will be the second year in a row that we have brought back Family Adventure Village from having to cross the street sometimes in the frigid weather to where it's now on the same floor as the show. Yeah, yeah. All right, very cool. So one of the parts of the show that I really enjoy after I go and I spend one day in the exhibit hall, and I walk around there and I visit with a lot of the people that have been on the show before, Cuz and Preston Pittman and Eddie Salter and Chris Parrish and a lot of those guys and a lot of the mom and pop call makers who were there as well, who were always a lot of fun to talk to and look at their calls and their works of art that they have. But when I'm done with that, I spend a whole day down there. I like to spend part of a day going to some of the seminars that are being held. So this year, what seminar topics are going to be talked about, are going to be covered, and who are some of the presenters that are going to be there? We don't fully have the seminar space lined out as far as who is speaking and when they're speaking. I can give you a couple of the names. But before I do that, let me just first say one of the biggest things that we've done as convention has evolved even in the past few years is we're starting to listen and continuing to listen more to the people that are attending a convention. And one of the things that we learned is that those seminars were an awful long ways away from the sports show floor. And so sometimes if you're down there on the show floor meeting with whatever vendor it is, next thing you know, an alarm goes off on your phone saying, hey, that seminar is coming up. It could take you a while to get there. So what we did is we actually moved the seminars and some other stuff down to the first floor. So it'll be a much closer distance to that show floor. And we also will be back to two total rooms of seminars. Last year we were down to one, so we expanded back out again. But some of the names that you'll have and some of the topics, again, some of these are still in the works. But obviously Jeff Bud's most Grand Slams uh, in history, the NWTF, most uh, registered Grand Slams, he will be talking about completing your Grand Slam. If there's an expert on that, I'd say he's it. Hunting Lease Association will be out there talking about leasing your own hunting property. Eddie Salter, Turkey Tips, Grant, I'm sorry, uh, Ray I, Steve Stoltz, Steve Cobb, Travis Sumner, our own Travis Sumner, who's over our hunting heritage programs uh, or some of our outreach stuff. He'll be talking about mentored hunting opportunities and how to get more involved. And then dog training seminars. I mean, we, we try to give a nice round set of topics to where, hey, you know what, you might be there because you love turkeys, but maybe you also are interested in in how to uh, shoot deer. So sometimes we've had deer topics. Uh, Last year, we had somebody out there talking about waterfowl hunting. So, you know, the the list can still grow. And I know at the end of the day, we're going to end up having two packed days in those rooms, Friday and Saturday, and really looking forward to it. That'll be fun. Is there anybody that's going to have a presentation or a seminar on condor hunting or anything like that? Yeah, you know what? I uh, maybe pterodactyl hunting. So when you're down here and you're dealing with all those mosquitoes, oh, man. you can figure out how to get that that Boone and Crockett's <laughs> yeah. uh, registered bug. Yeah, um, no so. doubt. Awesome. Well, that's something that I really. The first year I went to the convention. I didn't get the opportunity to go to any of the seminars, and I really regretted that because there were some that I wanted to go to, but I've got this problem of running my mouth. And so when I get down there on the exhibit hall floor and I run into somebody that 
either one I have on the show or I've had on the show or just John Doe, the turkey hunter. I'll sit there and run my mouth for so long and that an hour will go by and I'll realize that I've missed whatever seminar I wanted to go to. So I made it a point last year to go to a couple of the seminars and I thoroughly enjoyed them. And, you know, for somebody who's been turkey hunting for 20 plus years, there's still always something I can learn. And that's one of the reasons why I do enjoy doing this show so much. And I get these guests on here who share their knowledge. And, you know, it's basically like going on a turkey hunt with them for an hour. And that's what you get in these seminars. And so I really recommend that for you guys who haven't been to any of the seminars to check those out and go attend two or three of them. I don't think you'll regret it at all. So when will the final list of seminar topics and presenters be out? Do do you have any idea on that? Probably within the next week or so. Okay. And what we'll be doing is uh, we we have not yet launched our convention show app, but the full list will be available in the convention show app. It'll also be listed online. And then when you get to convention, obviously in the program, the paperback program, things will be listed there along with the new room numbers. And again, those will be now on the first floor, which will make things much easier to get to. Yeah, that definitely will. So I'm sure it's going to be on the map, which will be on the app, which I want to talk to you about in just a second. But where are the seminar rooms going to be on the first floor? So uh, for those people that have attended our convention before, you might come in through either the Delta lobby or you come in main entrance and you walk all the way down those long halls to get to where you're going following the turkey tracks. But it's on that downstairs bottom level. Uh, You you go almost through the archway next to the escalator and you you hang that that slight right to go down the hallway and then enter into registration. Instead of going right once you hit that that hallway, you're going to head down left and that will take you over to the Ryman area of the Opryland. And, you know, that's actually where we used to have our media lounge, and it's also where we used to whisk away, you know, some of your notable hunting personalities to go get interviews. But we're going to make them walk a little bit farther, and we're going to let our convention attendees have things at a closer proximity. So Very cool. hope, that, hope, hope our notable personalities don't mind the trade-off. Yeah, they'll just have to get over it. That's right. You know, it's not about them. This is about the again the volunteers and everybody that's making the work that, that the NWTFL is possible. So, uh, and, and you know what? It's again, it we're we're about enhancing the the attendee experience, and, and I think it's going to be a big step. So, in in addition, actually, to those seminars, we also think you're going to be setting up sessions area over that way. So you step over, catch a seminar, sit down, have some food. There will also be a outdoor hunting short film screening room that way. Uh, that'll be something that people stop in and, and catch some of those. Well, so just more and more stuff that we're doing to try to again enhance that that attendee experience very nice yeah having some concessions right there would be really good so i've mentioned it once you've mentioned it a couple of times but you know i'm generally hesitant about loading an app on my phone because eh, there's a lot of them out there and there are a lot of them that aren't really any good but last year i loaded the app for the convention on my phone and i was blown away i mean not that i thought the nwtf would have done anything halfway but the app was really good. I like the calendar feature in there and being reminded of things that I want to go and check out, you know, when those seminars were coming up and that kind of thing. Having the, the map in the app was a big help. So you mentioned that you guys are working on finalizing the app for this year's show. How far out do you think that is from being complete? 
I, I think, again, we're probably just about a week out. Okay. Um, but what we really hope to do is have it ready for people to be able to download the app well before convention and then also be able to purchase their wristband. Or if it's something where they're a current member, they can pull up the wristband because obviously all current members, as long as their their membership's not getting ready to expire, they get into the show floor free. So uh, we have searchability for that. And, and then there's also, again, all the calendar operations on there to allow you to make sure that you can plan out your convention so you can hit all those things that you want. But you'll also be able to, I believe, purchase event tickets through that app. Don't quote me on that one. I might get in trouble with convention for saying that. But either way, you're, you're correct. It is a great tool, and we're hoping probably within the next week that that'll be able to be available. We'll link to it online. And also, everybody who has previously attended convention will get an announcement letting them know that that is now live in. Okay, that's cool. All right, so you just made mention of getting your wristband to get into the show and the convention online on the app. I shouldn't say online because it's not really online. It's on the app. But something I want to throw out there, and I might get in trouble for saying this because it may not happen this year, so I can just say that for the past two years, even though my membership was not getting close to being renewed, I renewed it at the show because there was a little bit of a bonus thrown in for renewing a membership. Absolutely. Is um, that going to happen again this year? Something, yes. Actually, anybody who renews their membership online is eligible to pick either an incentive prize, I think, right now, or an incentive, which I think right now is a two-knife and sheet set, or you can also get a $25 bathroom card. So there is that option as well that you can get through there. If you go to the counter, I think they just hand you the card right on spot. I think they're actually, uh, I can say this, Lee, but they are working on a way to deliver that promo card electronically as well. So nice. um, we're, we're exploring some new new things, again, all about enhancing the user experience and making sure that people can have the best time available. So I can renew my $35 annual membership to the NWTF and get a $25 Bass Pro promo card. Uh-huh. That would be correct. All right, don't tell anybody. And you get access to the and you get access to the show floor. And you get access to the show floor and the seminars and screening room and the calling contests that we're going to talk about in a second. Uh-huh. All right, don't tell anybody there that I said this, but that's a bargain at twice the price. Absolutely. I mean, there's no reason not to not to renew your membership four memberships when you're there. Last year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, so we talked about that now. I just brought it up and let's talk about a little bit more in depth the calling contests. Because there's some very, very, very talented callers out there who will be competing for some pretty big titles and some pretty big prizes as well. Tell us a little bit about the calling contests that are going to be coming up. And most of those are held on Saturday and Sunday, are they not? Actually, all the youth competition has been moved now to Saturday as well. So okay. uh, all the big ones are, are held on the same day. I mean, to give everybody the same amount of exposure and make sure that, you know, even the youth callers are, are getting getting featured and that families can come out and see them. But, yes, you are correct. A lot of big-name callers. Grand National Calling Competition this year has a brand-new sponsor, Zinc Calls and AVNX Decoys, okay. something that they were excited about to return to their roots, turkey hunting, and be able to step into that arena. They're, they are now our new sponsor. Um, but I think the bigger story about calling competition is this year you have a number of callers that are going for repeats. So obviously Scott Ellis last year won head-to-head. That was his second year in a row. Uh, so he's going for three in a row now. Billy Yargis, since the, the change in formatting in the senior finals, he has won two in a row. Uh, he will also be going for the three-peat. 
Hunter Wallace, goodness gracious. I mean, extremely decorated caller and, and still competing with the youth unless somebody decides to change the rules so to let him go head to head with Y'all the, gotta uh, kick him out of the there. senior guys. He's too good. <laughs> he is he should not be competing against youth. So that's just not even fair. I I am pretty <laughs> sure that Hunter is part turkey. Um it, it's it's absolutely amazing. And you know, so so you have him going going again. I wanna say it's either seven or eight titles in a row as he's moved up through the ranks of the calling competition that's insane the team challenge Mitchell Johnson J.R. Lanham I believe they're going for two in a row so it's it's you you have a, a number of people that that are essentially at the top of their game right now and I, I think you're going to see some incredible calling as as people are are now trying to dethrone repeat champions so it, it'll be something fun for everybody to get out and see and one thing that we always talk about as far as calling competitions is ever since we changed over the format of senior finals to a more, I guess, live panel judging, uh, whether you want to call it American Idol style or whatever, it's brought an entire new element to the competition to where people in the audience get to experience it and learn more about it. You know, you sit in on some of the competitions and you know who wins at the end, but you don't know why. Right. You don't know which calls that they absolutely nailed. In the senior finals, I mean, they lay it all out there, and, and they are these are, are, are respected names in the industry also uh, on the panel that are, are able to give critique to the callers. And so so that's a great opportunity again, and, and who doesn't like also seeing Michael Waddell up there emceeing thing? It, it is a good time, and I'd, I'd say folks should definitely get out and experience the calling competition some aspect while there. Yeah. That style of judging has just, to me, has made the calling competition so much more fun to watch because those guys are all so good that it's really hard to distinguish, for me to distinguish, why was caller A so much better than caller B? Why was Yargus better than Hendershot? Or why was Hendershot better than Yargus? Or whatever it is. And so for me to be able to hear somebody like Preston Pittman say, you know, Shane Hendershot, your tree yelp, your hen, your hen didn't sound like she was real sleepy. So work on that at first, and you know she's just waking up. Make her a little bit more sleepy, like she's a little groggy. And you, when you hear him say that, you think, oh, you know what? I, I did catch that, and that's not something I would have caught before. And it may or may not be something that a longbeard would catch, but why do you not want to be the best at what you do? And so if you can go and I will never be Shane Hendershot or Billy Argus or any of those guys up there or any of the youths up there for that matter. (laughs) But I still want to be better at calling. And yeah, and I know that I don't have to be the best turkey caller in the world to kill turkeys, but I still want to be as good at it as I can be. So this helps. And I I really recommend going and watching those calling contests. They're, They're great. All right. The next thing I have on the list that I'm going to do that I didn't do last year is I'm going to go to a couple of the auctions. Sure. So tell Um, me about some of the auctions that are coming up and some of the meal events and that kind of thing. Sure. So, you know, obviously, again, there's a show floor, which is kind of separate. That's the sports show side of things, the convention side of things. There are breakfasts where we're honoring hunting heritage volunteers. Those are people that are out there helping to recruit new generation hunters. We're also having auctions. Uh, there's a ladies' lunch auction on Friday. There is a Grand National auction Friday night. But there's pretty much, if you if you visit www.nwtf.org, click on the convention tab, you can see all the stuff that is part of these auctions. You know, we have hunts. We have outdoor gear. We have, we have a hunt. You know, if you, if you want to go big game hunting, you want to go turkey hunting, you want to head to Argentina, you want to head out west, you want to get your Osceola, you, even if you want to to get old wild turkey world slam, 
we will have something like that on the auction block while we're there. Um, and, and so I, I would say that this would, if you haven't already been pinching pennies or if you were saving up through Christmas, you know, and, and you, there's something you've been looking for, you can really get some good deals on things here. But, you know, there's, again, those those different opportunities and you, you can go to the ladies auction and, and have a great meal. And it's, it's a little bit more non-hunting centric items there. Grand National items at that dinner are considered to be more once in a lifetime opportunities. So let's say you've always dreamed of going hunting with Michael Waddell. Well, guess what? There's a become a bone collector hunt where you can go hunt with Michael Waddell and actually our very own James Earl Kenner. And you can go hunt with them out in, in Great Plains. So, you know, it's, that's something that had been on the auction block. You know, uh, last year, actually, I think one of our highest bid on items was a all-across-the-flyway hunt with Tony Vandemore of Habitat Flats, well-known in the waterfowl world. But yeah. you know what? He's he's a big supporter of conservation, and he loves the National Wild Turkey Federation. So this is the first time. Last year was the first time he ever did it. He's given us one again this year. We also have, again, one of our spokespeople is Ryan Newman. We auctioned off a whole race experience where he got a chance to go shooting with Ryan Newman. We hosted that here at our own Palmetto Shooting Complex. This year, we're going to be doing another NASCAR experience centered around a different race, a little bit bigger package and an opportunity to, to spend a day with somebody who's, you know, living, I guess, living in the NASCAR world and, and a part of that, that world. So, you know, again, there's there, there's such a wide variety. I can't even really nail it down to one thing. But again, if you're looking for hunts, you're looking for hunting gear, you're looking for something to take home to your wife, say, thank you for letting me go to the auction. Or if you come, you want to pick up a hunt for your husband that couldn't make it. And, you know, there there's that as well. So, we, we cater to everybody that we possibly can on making sure there are auction items all time. Yeah. All right. So does the website already have the dates and times of the auctions and a list of auction items as well on it? So we do have them outlined right now as a list of when the auctions are. They're built into the schedule. Or, again, if you visit the convention tab, uh, there's a call-out button for auctions and raffles. And then on that particular page, there is a full list of auction uh, donations and donors. They're not broken down right now as to where you're going to be able to find them. But working with, again, uh, and this will be uh, accessible through the app, you'll be able to look at the different uh, auction items in ladies' auction, the hunt auction, and things like that. So, again, look for it when it when it drops. That NWTF convention app is very, very Yeah, yeah. So... Something you guys listening missed yesterday, I asked Pete how many ladies they were going to be auctioning off at the ladies' auction, and I stumped him for a few seconds there. So that little clip is on the cutting room floor where it needs to stay. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) All right, I hope that you enjoyed the interview with Pete, and I hope that you'll think about making the trip to Nashville this year for the show. I seriously doubt you'll regret the effort and expense in getting there. It is very cool to surround yourself with people who are as infatuated with the wild turkey as each one of you guys are. Now, because I had issues with the recording software, I actually lost about the last 10 minutes of the interview with Pete. But we got the good, meaty part of the interview in, and so I ran with it. Okay, I made mention to you earlier about the listener survey that I'm doing right now, and I am very close to having what I feel like is a good representation of the listener of this show. But I would love to hear from a few more of you guys. So if you haven't already completed the quick survey, please help me help you become a better turkey hunter by texting Help Andy, one word, Help Andy, to the number 44222. Help Andy can be all caps, all lowercase, a mixture of uppercase and lowercase. It doesn't matter. But it does need to be one word with no spaces. 
After you text HELP ANDY to 44222, just follow the directions and you'll be emailed a link to the survey. The survey is mobile friendly, so you can complete the survey right on the spot using your mobile device. It's quick, it's easy, and it is a huge help to me. The second favor that you can do for me this week is to still email your show suggestions for upcoming show topics. Anything that you want to learn more about, send me your suggestions. I have gotten so many awesome topic ideas from those emails that you guys are sending that the topic list looks pretty dang sexy. We're going to have some incredible shows this coming year, and I am stoked about that. So, if you haven't submitted your idea for a show topic, and if you have one or ten things, turkey and turkey hunting related that you would like to learn more about, then please email those ideas to me to andy at imturkeyhunting.com. Andy at imturkeyhunting.com. All right, one last housekeeping thing before I turn you loose for the week. I stink at Facebook. Seriously, I stink at checking my page there often. So, if you message me on Facebook and you don't hear back from me in two or three days, then please copy your Facebook message and paste it into an email and send that email to me to andy at imturkeyhunting.com. By the way, I am much better on Twitter than I am on Facebook. Twitter good, Facebook bad. All right, that's all I've got for you guys this week. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. I know that you have choices, and I appreciate you spending your time with us. I hope you have a wonderful week, and I look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe for free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews to help you have a more successful turkey season. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on hunting afternoon birds, how to film your hunt, and the breeding cycle of hens, as well as some guest interviews. Thanks again for listening. We know your time is valuable, and we appreciate you sharing some of it with us. See you next week.